approach everything the same way. It's process, systems, then people. So I'm bringing the right people in your team to be able to deliver the service. You're listening to the Bookkeepers podcast sponsored by Go Proposal by Sage. I've been a student of value pricing for many years now. Understanding pricing has helped me to transform our firm's results and build a firm that can run without me. A key tool we use for pricing in our firm is Go Proposal. It allows us to build the price in person with the prospect and send out a proposal and engagement letter immediately, which has saved us hours from how we used to do it before. Not only that, but being able to create a standardized pricing system within the software means everyone on my team can use it freeing me up from being the bottleneck. If you're not using it already, I highly recommend you check it out. Just head to goproposal.com forward slash sign up for your free trial. Now over to the latest episode of the Bookkeepers podcast. Hi and welcome to the Bookkeepers podcast. I'm Zoe Whitman. I'm here with Joe Woods and we are joined by Nicola Fallon from Virtual Accounts and Taxes. Hi Nicola, how are you? Hi, I'm great, thanks. Thanks oh, for having me on. I love doing these podcasts with you guys. Oh, we love having you, Nicola. <laughs> Thank you. Absolutely love it. Um, Nicola, we're, well, we're really excited to talk to Nicola today because we're actually, even though it's the 5th of April and it's just the end of the tax year, we're going to talk about self-assessments and getting ready for uh, the next round of self-assessments and how Nicola's preparing in her practice. Nicola's quite new in business, or, or quite new. You know, we've, I feel like we've known each other for a really long time, but your, your practice is relatively new. And I wonder whether you can start by telling us a little bit about your journey, uh, what prompted you to get started and how it's going right now. Yeah, sure. Um, so what prompted me to get started was um, being made redundant from my corporate role. So I've worked in industry in lots of different finance roles for 30 years. Yes, I am that old. <laughs> but I got made redundant and I thought um, it was a time of life where I was had a few illnesses going on um, and I just didn't really want to go back into the corporate world. Um, I had a bit of money behind me, had time to think about what I wanted to do. And I, I was going to, I thought about launching my own business. Um, it was going to be a payroll bureau at first, but then I did a bit of research and uh, found out about bookkeeping. Uh, I did all the qualifications with the ICB, got my practice license. Um, but before I got my practice license, I found you guys online um, and I did the startup program. Now, um, the qualifications help you with the technical side of doing the bookkeeping um, and what you need to do to service your clients. But I couldn't find anywhere that tells me how to set up a business and how to set up a, um, a, a profitable bookkeeping business for myself. And it was a startup program that helped me to do that, really, through you guys, through the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club. Um, I used it as a kind of checklist. Um, I went through every task. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do that now. Next task, I'm going to do that now. Um, and it really, I just ticked off. That, you know what, you know, you guys know me. You've known me for over two years now. Uh, I do take action. I follow I follow the programme word for word. And um, 20 months down the line, it, it's obviously worked. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's been such an amazing journey. And um I still think of you as new, but it's, I can't, it's been 20 months. It's madness. So when you made this, so tell us some dates. So you was made redundant and you started to study how, like, and then you found us, how long did that take for you to like get some, because you do really take action. And I know lots of people say, you know, they don't have the time, but I know you were redundant. Did you, was you studying full time at that time? 
Yeah, so, so it was a bit of a strange process because my redundancy uh, notice period was 12 months because of the role I had. Yeah, so I knew I was going to be made redundant in September 2020. Um, so I did all my research before that really about um, the ICB and bookkeeping and, and that kind of thing. Um, I started studying probably around May time, but I was still working at the time, kind of on a wind down handover period. September, finished work. Um, I did go start doing studying full time from September 2020 with the ICB. It took me 12 months to do the level two, the level three and the level four qualifications. Yeah, I didn't do it full time for the full 12 months. I was working in between because I've worked since I was 16 and it just felt really unnatural to me not to have a job and not to bring money in. So I was doing both at the same time. Um, so I was doing like a series of contract jobs during the study period. I found you guys in March 2021. So that was like six months or so into my bookkeeping journey. Um, and I launched the practice in September 2021. Wow, that's amazing. So, so how long did it take you to do the startup program while working, you know, with your contract jobs and studying? How long did it take you to do it, do you think? Because you, were, you weren't just, just doing it and watching the videos. You were actually taking action alongside. Yeah. I whizzed through it to be perfectly honest. I'm, I'm a bit of a geek. I like studying. Obviously, you can you can tell by my background. I've got lots of qualifications behind me, and this was just another. Ooh, I can study some more. <laughs> but plus, it was during lockdown as well, so I did have a lot of time. I couldn't do anything other than work or study. So I did have that um, advantage. Uh, I did it in about two weeks. <laughs> from start wow. to Obviously, some some of the actions took a bit longer. Like. Um, getting the insurance in place, getting the ICO registration, things like that, they came afterwards. But I, I did all the applications for them in the, within the space of two weeks. I love that. I was, really I, keen, I was really keen to get started with my business. Yes. And I think that, um, you know, like at that time, it would have been really easy to be like, oh, well, you know, like the whole world has sort of stopped for a bit. You know, I could just take a seat, a step back. And yeah. uh, but you just decided, no, actually, I'm going to do this and I'm going to work through it step by step and I'm going to find the time and uh, I'm just going to keep myself motivated until I reach the end. And it's a decision. It's just it's deciding that you're going to do it. So Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. So what's what does your practice look like now, Nicola? How many clients do you have? Oh, God, <laughs> um, it's getting on for 250 and it's growing all the time. I'm, I just can't tell you how much it's snowballing and I've had to kind of put a break on things and because um, at the moment I do all the onboarding because I am the face of virtual accounts and taxes people expect to see me when they come when they first come and the work is done by my team that I've got behind me now but um, yeah uh, the onboarding side of things is quite lengthy process isn't it and it's quite time consuming and I'm the blocker on that so um, I've decided to put a stop on that for now because because it's tax year end, I've got lots of other things going on and I just don't want to be working 24-7. No, and oh my goodness, Nicola, 250 clients in a 20-month, you are so, it's just so inspirational to see what you've managed to do in a 20-month journey in your business. It's it's fantastic. And, and this is why really this podcast came about, because we were 
back in October, was it? We were on a on a webinar together and we were discussing yeah. the fact that you've got all these clients and you've got self-assessments. Um, do you want to talk us through that? Yeah, so it was um, yeah part of the bookkeeping show. It was around October time, I think. Um, and I was thinking, it's much too late in the tax year to be talking about getting prepared for self-assessments because I've done, I do that much earlier on. I, I do it before the start of the of the new tax year. I get I get prepared for it then. So October to me, I'm, I'm hoping to have all my self assessments done by October. Not just start thinking about it. I, I, January the January deadline means nothing to me. That's just a deadline set by HMRC. That that's not my deadline. My deadline is to, um, for this year. I'm, I I aim to get everything done by the thirtieth of September. So yeah, thinking about preparing for self-assessment in October is just not even on my agenda. Yeah, that's really interesting. So, and that's it, isn't it? I think we get to the, like we get to the autumn and then it starts to become the kind of general topic, like how are we gonna get through this kind of deadline? And I love that you're like, actually, no, I'm already, I'm already doing my self-assessments now. How do you, um, how do you get your clients on board with starting their tax returns so early in the year? Do they expect it to happen now or do they, are they kind of pushing towards that January? Yeah, so uh, I've got a process in place. Um, so I approach all my work the same way. Um, I set up a process, so I map out what the process is. Um, I've, I've used like Joel's method of um, post-it notes on wallpaper <laughs> when I first started out. So the process is there. I know what I've got to do step by step. And that changes all the time because the more clients you have on board, the, the more the process changes. But now I think I've got it quite streamlined um, from start to finish. So for that process, the next step for me is getting the systems in place. So obviously the, the software I need to deliver the service. And then uh, after that, it's the people. So getting the people on board. So that's like, the people who work with me and to, to carry out the process. So it's I approach everything the same way. It's process, systems, then people. So I'm bringing the right people in your team to be able to deliver the service. So that that's how that's how I, I approach the process. The actual process for clients is um, I've already done this. I've emailed them all, um, the ones that have already onboarded. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I told them that the new tax year is coming up. And this is all done through Centre. Um, I've got a, a template email in there. Um, it tells them that um, I'm going to send them a checklist to go through to see if anything's changed from the previous year. Uh, and it's kind of like a declaration of making sure that they're telling me about all their income streams um, and any other things I need to know about. It's like a self-assessment checklist. So all my clients have already had that. So they're prepared for it. Um, so the next step is to collect all the paperwork from them. Um, so it, we don't do a lot of paper-based stuff anymore. I don't know if anybody remembers sometime last year, one of my clients sent me all the paperwork all clipped together in months but with little pl with pegs. So <laughs> I try and avoid that kind of uh, paperwork now. But um, any, any way to get the documents to me, um, some, some upload it through Centre. If I do the bookkeeping for them, it's through HubDoc. So we collect all the paperwork that we need from them. Um, and then if, if I don't hear from some of the clients that I've, I've, I've sent the checklist to, I will chase them up on the first of every month until they respond in some form or other. Um, so the first chaser will be an email chaser. 
um, and then if I don't get a response to that, I'll look at how they first communicate with, communicated with me. So some some of them communicate through WhatsApp, and um, some are on a direct message through Facebook or Instagram. So I'll get a hold of them that way. But um, I will. I am determined to get <laughs> that paperwork over to us as soon as we can. Wow, that's a and. That's, I mean, you've got a great process there, but there's a lot of clients. So how big is your team, Nicola, to help? Like, What support do you have in managing this? Because really it is, like you say, you've got the systems in place, which that's the easy bit, getting the templated emails up, set up, getting the checklist set up. Once you've done that once, that job's done. You don't have to touch that again. But collating the information and making sure people have actually answered and filled in the spreadsheet, that's the bit that needs people. So who do yeah. you have in your team that support you with this? So I've got four employees now. Um, two of them are on purely on payroll. The pay, payroll bureau side of my business is quite large, so um, I'll leave them to do the payroll side. So there's um, three of us that work on the bookkeeping and the tax returns and the limited company accounts between us. And you, and you were talking about how you've got different clients who communicate. You know, I think one of the things is um, systems are really great, but there is like a human element that is the thing that's going to chivy those people along. The ones that you're like, come on, you can, I know you can do this. I know you've got a mental block about getting this paperwork to me, but we can, we can get through it together. Those people really need somebody there, don't they? Like just in their corner and like supporting them through it. Um, yeah. Do you have you kind of segmented your client base? You can be like, right, these are my easy people. They're going to just respond and do it. And then I've got these people who I know are going to be like need a bit of a chaser on WhatsApp. And do you kind of um, make a plan so that you can deal with the easy ones first, maybe? Or do you actually start with people who might be a bit more difficult to chase up first? Do you, how do you stage it? Because I can I can feel like you want everyone to reply at the same time, but then at the same time, you don't really want everyone to reply at the yeah, same time. I mean, and it never happens like that. They never all reply at the same time anyway. So it's it's absolutely fine. So I have, um, a, a, a I've got five categories of clients that we do self-assessments for. So um, my priority ones are the ones that we do the bookkeeping for ourselves. So we've already done the bookkeeping. Everything's up to date. They're virtually ready to go. All I need them to do is, fill out the checklist and we can we can do the tax return because we've got all the information that we need from them. So that's my first category. They're the easy ones, I think. And they've already paid up front as well. So I, I like to get them out of the way so they can see and they can prepare for the payment due in January. Um, the next set of clients are my CIS clients because they're always eager to get theirs done quite quickly because of the refunds, because because of the thousands of pounds that Bob down the roads told them that they're going to get as a refund. <laughs> so they're my next uh, set of clients that I try and um, get completed. Um, the third um, are the ones that do their own bookkeeping. So um, for those for the, the third type of clients because they do their own bookkeeping and I've learned this, this um, from trial and error, um, I don't trust them to do their own bookkeeping and I charge an additional fee for pulling all their bookkeeping together in a format that I can use to submit the tax return. Um, so that's quite a good income stream for me because um, it's it's double the, more or less double the fee of what I would charge for a self, just doing a self-assessment tax return. So um, I like to get those done quite early on and because the, they're usually quite time consuming as well. So if I can get the information in as soon as possible for those guys, we can start working on pulling the accounts together. 
um, some of my next set of clients is people, I do a lot of subcontracting work in the group. So, um, so for other bookkeepers who maybe haven't got the level four qualification. And um, so the, the timeline for them is kind of out of my control because they're not my clients. I'm just doing the, the self-assessment tax return for them. Um, but yeah, so it, it is down to them. But um, a few, if, if any of them are watching the guys that I work with, um, might be a few gasps for this, but I'm going to insist on a deadline of the 30th of September for those this year as well. So that's I'm up to number four. I think, yes, yeah, so my final um, set of clients um, are the last minute Larrys, I like to call them. <laughs> so I've got a couple uh, every year, I, I email them and tell them that I want to get it done as early as possible. They email back quite quickly to be fair to say that um they're seasonal workers so if summer's their busiest time uh, is it okay if they do it later on in the year and it's absolutely fine because we've had a conversation about it and I ended up with only having to do two after September last year of my own clients so that was really good yeah I was happy with that um okay. yeah so that's so that's the five categories that I've yeah. got I love that. It's such, doesn't it make it easier when you have like split them down? Because not only are you, you know, the kind of work that's involved with those different segments, you also have got an idea of timelines and you can kind of rest assured that you look, so at the moment you've got your priority, the people that you're doing the bookie for. So they're your, you can focus your time and energy. And once they're kind of done, then you can move on to the next one. Now, if the other ones come in at the, in the meantime, fine, you can, but it's not your focus at the moment and you can clearly like move your way through. And also I suppose the ones you're doing the bookkeeping for are the easiest. And then the, the CIS guys, it's pretty simple. It's not, unless they've got other income, but it's pretty simple. So I like the way that you're going through and you're kind of not stressing yourself out, but you've spoken to all of them already. So yeah. you've, you've very clearly communicated how it's going to be, but you also know that, there's other time restraints, you know, the bookkeepers that you're working for, they're going to do their best. They're going to get things to you by the 30th of September. But you but you've just kind of set this kind of boundaries. And it's like you've got this control over something which at the, when you say 250, you know, so it's like, where do you get control back? And you you've done that through systems processes, and then segmentation. So it's it's really interesting. And um, I'm, yeah, I'm so impressed, especially being like such a young business and then having a payroll bureau on top of that just blows my mind, Nicola. No wonder that like we haven't seen you so recently because you're really busy. You're really busy. How do you manage mentally? I, I do find that, every, I don't know if anyone else feels like this, but every time I take on another client, sometimes it does feel like having another child. Like it takes that much mental capacity up and staff members as well. So you've got your staff members growing and your business and clients growing. How do you keep boundaries for your time and to make sure you, you don't burn out, things like that? Oh God, that, that is always going to be a struggle, I think, with me because um, I'm, I'm full on all <laughs> I enjoy working in my, it's my business and I enjoy working in it and I, but I have to set myself the boundaries now. Um, you, you'll probably know I use that, the, the spreadsheet with time blocking and I, I, and I stick to that because you can burn out and I, I could work all night if, if, it, if it came to it, but 
there's nothing that, that there's that urgent that I can't wait until the next day and I just keep pushing it forward and I at weekend um on a Saturday morning I build in some contingency time for anything that I've not managed to complete during the week so I can still ensure that I have free time in the evenings every night but I've got a little bit of contingency on a Saturday morning if I need it I love that. I love. I love that. I'd like your contingency time to be another day of the week, so you still get your Saturday. But yeah. I get that. I yeah. am on the drive. I'm blocked out a Wednesday afternoon now because um, my mum and dad um, both retired, and I love spending time with them. And they take my grand to bingo on a Wednesday afternoon. So after bingo, I go and meet them now, and we have a meal together. It's lovely. So that's what I do every Wednesday afternoon now. So I'm I'm kind of moving my Wednesday afternoon work into a Saturday morning. That's the way I'm. Oh. It works for me. That's the flexibility, isn't it, of having your own business? Oh, I love that. I love that, Nicola. Um, you talk to us about your workflow. So your process, like where you send your emails out, how you collect the information. How do you have that full view of what's happening in your business? So you've got these five groups of clients. To and you're obviously not doing tax returns for everybody. So how do you have that view that things are like moving along and progressing? Um, like who have I got paperwork from? Who am I waiting on? Who's is ready for review? That kind of thing. Do you have that level of overview and just to keep that sanity really? Yeah, I use Centre as my practice management tool. So it's in there. I can see my tasks every day. I can see what's outstanding. I can see which clients um, are nearing the deadlines. It's an absolutely fantastic piece of software I, I couldn't do without it oh my goodness I it just it I'm so impressed Nicola I literally am just so impressed um the whole idea I've definitely steered away from self-assessments we we obviously we do self-assessments for everybody but we do all the bookkeeping for everybody so it's not the actual self-assessment but actually being that annual person that does it freaks me out because of how my systems and processes were built for it in the past. And then I have been, you know, working in January and I just wanted to build a business, which meant that January was just another normal month. Mm -hmm. um, and, um, and I've managed to do that. And yes, we still have self-assessments, but because like your first set of segmented clients, they're all the ones that we're doing the monthly bookkeeping for. So it's much, much simpler and everything, um, everything gets done. How do you see, um, how do you see things going in the future? Are you marketing for more? Are you having a bit of a time where you're just like hunkering down and getting, because I know you've taken a large influx of clients on. It's, do you want to talk about that? What's 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 helped you grow? Because people are going to be thinking, well, how do you go and get 250 clients? Yeah, oh, God, my marketing, just, I, I market it all the time, don't I? <laughs> I'm everywhere. I'm all over the, the, the place. So um, I try and focus my marketing um, more on just talking about useful information rather than um, you've got to submit your tax return by January 2024. Um, I, I try and steer away from that now and talk about things like um, the cash flow angle um, and the tax planning um, side of it um, and, and maybe answer questions explain what payments on account are because not a lot of um, small businesses know what that is. So my marketing is kind of aimed down that route rather than saying this is a deadline. You've got nine months to complete your tax return. No, do it now. <laughs> know what 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 you owe HMRC and you've got nine months to save up for it and plan it if you've not done it already. Because obviously I've quite a lot of small business owners, especially the sole traders types and the CIS types that I work with. Um, I've 
they're not saved up for the tax bill <laughs> in advance. <laughs> yeah, we all know those guys. So it seems like you're you're just on social media, you're being helpful. That's what you're doing. You're just being helpful. Anything that you're thinking about day to day, think, oh, that they or any questions you're being asked uh, throughout the day, you're answering those questions just publicly rather than just one to one to the person asking it. Has that been the how how have you grown your bits from the beginning? Where did your clients come from and where are they coming from now? Yeah, so mostly Instagram. For for this type of work, it's Instagram. That's where I'm finding all the small businesses because that's where all like the sole trader types are advertising their own businesses. So I've got like local shops, I've got coffee shops, I've got a couple of models now. A couple of influencers, people um, singing, singers in clubs and pubs, a um, couple of cafes. It's just a whole mix of people that you would find on Instagram that we do the self-assessments for now. So, um, yeah, that, it is mainly Instagram for me for, for the self-assessments. Other work, I would go elsewhere. What I love about what you do is, uh, like when I see you on social media, is you're not, like you just said, you're not going, this is the deadline and you're not just there like telling people off telling them things that they're going to block out what you're doing is like really helping them and saying like this is going to help you in your business and it's fun like it's fun I have a lot of fun watching the things that you put on social media and I suppose that's the difference isn't it it's like being the person that they want to relate to and want to kind of hear from and they're not going to be like oh no there's a thing I don't know about that you know and and not alienating people and a lot of people um at this level I probably bury the heads in the sand and they know the deadline's coming up and they're like oh no I can't deal with that right now but if you're in the face all the time reminding them gently and they know that you're approachable they will come to you and ask for help that's what I found anyway we had we've had quite a lot of comments with lots of people saying um that they people loving your Instagram Nicola all right um but um there were quite a lot of people saying like they want to get ahead as well so that hopefully this is really inspiring for people who think actually you know what I can like right now in April I actually can talk to people about look let's get on with your tax return now it's the end of the year um someone's asked I'd love to know this as well subcontracting work because I know a lot of bookkeepers do this particularly at the beginning of their journey when they're trying to like you know uh, bring a bit of money into the business do you manage all of that through center as well um yeah, yeah you can see it all yeah absolutely everything's there Perfect. Thank you. So what's next for you in terms of the business? Like what are your, what's your next project? You obviously, you've got this big influx of clients. I guess you're waiting for things to settle down, but what are your goals for let, if we catch up this time next year, what do you think will have changed for you? Yeah. So I have just signed up for another program, um, content to clients. I don't know if I'm allowed to mention that. <laughs> um, so it, and that's I'm going to have an offer that's more geared to I want to focus on larger clients now. I've done all my startup clients and my smaller clients, and I, I love looking after those guys. Um, but the onboarding of like 250 clients has been quite time consuming, and I've learned now that yeah, they'll, they they can just come in organically now. I think I don't need to put much effort into that side of things. So, but I am going to focus my efforts on getting. I'm going to offer like a, a full FD service. So I am the I'm the FD. I've got a team behind me that can deliver um, your bookkeeping, your payroll, your back returns, and your compliance work. Yeah. So that is my next target. 
That's really exciting. And do you think that that comes for everybody, you know, just getting to that critical mass where you've got that client base, I guess people talk about you anyway, and then that brings more business in, or you mentioned the word organically, that just kind of happens. And I think a lot of the time we're like seeking that, aren't we? At the beginning, it's like, who do I know? Will I ever find a client? Like we have this conversation a lot. Where are these clients that are supposed to be out there looking for support? But it does reach a point if you stay consistent that they do know about you what do you think was the tipping point for you Nicola? when did it yeah you know, remember out? Remember, I mean I've been on a podcast before talking about this but the first six months I was like I'm I'm out there every day I'm going to networking I'm online I'm everywhere I'm on every platform I'm talking to people I'm turning up and showing up and I'm getting nothing I had two clients for six months and then that was so that was December time 2021 and January 2022, it just, it, it, it was like, it went like that and then just went. <laughs> so it was, yeah, from January 2022. And it, it was probably just the six months of people getting to know me, knowing that I'm turning up every day, liking the things that I put out there um, and make sense. I'm, I, I know what I'm talking about. And it, it's just the no like, and trust factor, isn't it? And it, 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 it did take six months and I, I was really frustrating at the time and I was ready to get back on that bus and go to the corporate world because that was the easy option. But um, what's the saying? Um, you've got to choose your heart, haven't you? And I, I chose to stick it out. But that's because you guys taught me into it. Joel said to me, there is a diamond there. I'm just about to reach it. And she was right. <laughs> oh, I love that. And I suppose that's the message for anybody, like the sooner you can start with showing up and telling people that you're here ready for business, the sooner you'll start to get that six months of traction that you really needed. How did you feel, though, about that? Were you were you confident putting yourself out there at the beginning? Um, well, it's not something I've ever done before, so I wouldn't say I was confident, but I, I've, I learned a lot from the success programme on the marketing side from you, Zoe. You put a lot of real great tips in there and we had lots of sessions didn't we in the group and um all my marketing expertise comes from you I would say <laughs> I think a lot of it comes from you Nicola I think you're just like you're someone who runs with things as you've shown us and it's really inspiring yeah, yeah. I mean I, I think it's because maybe because I'm a bit older as well than most people in in the group um I don't care what people think if, if they don't like me they can go away I'm, I'm not <laughs> I'm not bothered. It doesn't affect me. I don't. Um, what well, other people's opinions don't affect me. I've got. I've got a good set of friends around me. My family are absolutely fantastic. I've got that net support network there. I'm really, really lucky. So as long as they're happy with what I'm doing and they support me and they're proud of me, which they are, then I'm just going to carry on and do what I've, what I've always done. Oh, I love that. Oh, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story and talking to us about like the really practical elements of managing that number of clients and just showing us that with a small team, you're able to do this. Like you've been able to bring these clients into your world and you're able to support them. And it just, I think it, it really is going to inspire people to think, well, okay, how can I do this a little bit earlier for myself to give me that breathing space so we don't get to Christmas time and have that massive list of things to be thinking about. Um, what's your for anyone who's watching this and they're thinking that they'd like to start a practice? What? Sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, real life happening. Um, for anyone who's thinking of starting a practice, what would you say to them about like 
how do they prioritize uh, to get themselves started oh goodness definitely join um sign up for the startup program i would say because that tells you what to do first and in, in what order um gosh it, it's it's hard work but if if your goal and your vision is to work for yourself have the flexibility have the freedom um and earn a, a similar uh, wage to what you were you were earning in like um an employed role then you'll do it you'll you'll put the work in choose your hard <laughs> love that oh nicola thank you so much how can people connect with you and find out more about what you do please uh, Obviously, I'm everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. I'm under Nicola Fallon on LinkedIn. Um, I'm under Virtual Accounts and Taxes on um, Instagram. Um, Nicola Fallon and Virtual Accounts and Taxes on Facebook. I'm also on TikTok, but I don't really do very much on there. Oh, that will take really off. Awesome. Watch out. <laughs> this account's going to have a million followers before you know it. <laughs> <laughs> just don't, I just won't call myself a TikTok accountant. <laughs> <laughs> And on that note, <laughs> thank you so much, everyone who's joined us today. Really nice to chat to you, Nicola. Thanks, everyone, for watching and sharing your support and asking your questions. And we'll see you next week for another episode of the podcast. Take care. Bye. Don't forget to join us every week for the Bookkeepers podcast. For topical bookkeeping chat, why not join our free Facebook community, Six Figure Bookkeepers Club, or visit us at sixfigurebookkeeper.com.